Welcome to the Fire Inside Her podcast. I'm your host, Diane Schroeder, inviting you to kick back, relax, and join myself and other travelers on the journey to authenticity. You are in a safe space to open your heart and mind, soak in inspiration, soak up wisdom, and feel all the feels. Let's get started as we stoke the flames of your authentic self. I just want to take a quick moment and thank you from the bottom of my toes all the way through to the top of my head, out my crown chakra, for welcoming a season four. I am still in disbelief that we are almost a year into the Fire Inside Her podcast. And while this podcast has grown, so have I. And I really am grateful for your continued support and listening. And so if you could do me a quick favor to keep the momentum going, like share, and send this podcast to three of your closest friends. Perfect. Now, because this is the time of year of change, and we've just switched over to fall, where all of the leaves really show us how beautiful it is to change and let go, and know that in the springtime, the leaves will come back. So for the next several episodes, we're going to be talking about different kinds of change and transitions, and I'm really excited. This week, if you've ever wondered how you can improve your gratitude practice to really up-level your energy, or if you're wondering why on earth would I pay for a coach, this episode is for you. Isabel Fortine is a mindset coach who is a former massage therapist and spent a good bit of her career in the Canadian military. She has lived a tremendous life and she has taken her pain and turned it into her purpose. It was a wonderful interview and some of her one-liners are just Amazing. Let me give you a quick example. One thing that she really talks about is that the mind that creates the problem can't be the solution. Mic drop moment. And the other quote that I think, just for humor's sake, is don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. Just good advice in general. You can read all about Isabel's bio in the show notes, and I just really appreciate her sense of humor and the fact that she is driven to help support mindset between your mind and your body and your vibration and how you present yourself to the world. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, Isabel Fortin. Hello. I'm so excited that we get to chat today about one of my favorite things, and that is mindset. I think that's really important, especially as women, as women in our middle life, the middle part of our life, as we're shedding a lot of crap that doesn't serve us anymore and kind of stepping into this really empowering phase of life. But before we get too in-depth in mindset, I would love to know 
what your favorite snack, like your go-to snack? Potato chips. If it is true, and I know it is, and if it's true that we are what we eat, I am one big mother of a potato chip walking around. I have a hard time not eating them like every day. What's your favorite kind? The Lay's Old Fashioned Barbecue. Ooh, that's a good kind. Yeah, I can't get enough. I can't. As a kid, too, I can't get enough. Oh, I definitely love potato chips. My favorite by far is the Ruffles Sour Cream and Cheddar. I'll eat those like they're going out of style, but... It's always good to know where we're at snack-wise. I think it's important to have those vices in life. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you have lived a couple different lives, and really what made you want to become a mindset coach. Okay. Well, where to begin? My professional story started in the military because I joined the Canadian Air Force right out of high school. And for me, there was no question. It was the family business. My Both my parents had served. And when I joined, my brother, my big brother was a, an Air Force pilot. So it just, I didn't even question it. I just joined and and it took a long time. I served for a decade and it took a long time before I figured that even though it was appealing to so many different parts of me, I actually hated the job. I hated it. But I loved everything around it, like the camaraderie and and the sense of belonging and the sense of purpose and the sense of duty and service. And and I loved all of that. But the day-to-day grind of the actual job was getting me depressed. And my motto in life is if I have no reason to say no, then I say yes. So a friend of mine at the time, she uh, wanted to become a massage therapist and she was going to a weekend introductory to Swedish massage and she wanted me to go with her and well, I had no reason to say no. So I went. And that weekend changed my life. It really did. The teacher was passionate and she was interesting and she was fun. And at the end of the weekend, I just couldn't get enough. I was like, okay, but like, what do you mean it's over? She had just opened up this new opportunity and I was still in service at the time. And she said, well, there's a a weekend two hour course that starts two weeks. If you wanted to learn more, you can do that. So I joined that. And then that brought me to 45 hours of, you know, anatomy and 75 hours of physiology and then pathology. And once it was all done, I had like over 2,500 hours of training behind me. And I still had no intentions of that ever becoming my job. It was just fun. It was something new and it was intriguing. And that's the thing about humans is we're not done learning about ourselves and we're not done learning about what we're capable of, what we're made of, how the brain works, how everything 
works together in the body. It's the greatest machine on earth. So I wasn't done. And then I got posted or I was to be posted somewhere. I really didn't want to go. So I said, okay, I'm out of the military. And I still didn't become a full-time massage therapist. I didn't think I had it in me to be an entrepreneur. There were no entrepreneurs in my family, nobody in my close-knit like examples that I could, you know, go to them and say, okay, so what mistakes should I avoid? What should I do? What? So I just took a job and another job and another job and another job. And it wasn't until 2009 that at this point I had um, the worst boss like ever. He was already in his late 70s. He was an asshole. Let's call a spade a spade. He was an asshole. And he would cheat his clients and his employees and would exploit his employees. And he had asked me to sacrifice the Labor Day weekend to go save an account because I was a sales rep. And so I went because, you know, purpose and service is important for me. So I went and I saved the account. And the following month, when I was supposed to get paid for that account, it wasn't all the sales from that account wasn't on my commission check. So I kind of quite literally marched up to his office. I don't really ask permission to live, so I didn't ask permission to do that. And I just dropped my commission check on his desk and I said, I believe there's something missing. And then he went back. No, 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 no. I didn't promise you this account. I just wanted you to do me this favor. And then I took the check back and I said, I, with all due respect, sir, you're a fucking asshole. And I walked out. And I came home and, of course, I was angry and came home and I took two, three months to just let everything settle down, like in every aspect of my life, like this event and what I had been doing, because every time I'd change jobs, I would end up being there less and less and less time. So I kind of just wanted to be still for a while and just look within and see, well, I'm the common denominator of all these failed jobs for me. So what is it? Why is it not working for me? And that's kind of when I realized that I'm not made to be an employee. I'm made to either own a company, which I did, or work for myself. And he's deceased now, but this man was the best teacher I ever got in my life because by showing me that being a complete asshole, you can actually have financial success, then there was no way in hell I was going to fail. That is so powerful because I agree completely that you can learn more from bad bosses and poor examples than you can, it's the same with failure. You learn more from failure than success. And to take that information and be like, if this clown can do it, then I absolutely can do it. What do I have to lose? I love that. I just want to highlight that. And thank you for saying that because I think we forget that sometimes. 
Yeah, we do. And I mean, this man had made his first million in the 1970s before he was 30 years old. I never actually looked at the data, but a million dollars in the 1970s is not the equivalency of a million dollars now. Because in the 1970s, where I live, you could buy a home for $18,000. And now you can't find one below well if it's a fixer upper maybe you're going to you're going to pay half a mil but that'd be surprising so he was financially very successful his personal life is none of my business because that had no, no bearings on mine so there was just no way i was going to fail and that's when i decided to just be a full-time massage therapist and i purposely charge $20 more per massage than any of my competitors around. And when people say, well, you know, why do you charge more? And I'd say, well, you figure it out. I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> right. But it's like, well, I charge more because I'm worth more. You knew your value. Exactly. And if you're not willing to pay, that's fine. Go, you know, there are many, many massage therapists in Montreal. So go see somebody else. I'm okay with that. And I did that for, well, full time from 2009 till the 1st of January, 2022. I just retired. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. But my entire career was 23 years. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I bought a gym, sold the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your parts of your story. It sounds like you've always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, yet just not a lot of like guideposts to say here, but the universe all along was pushing you in that direction in just a different way. Yeah, it was, it was pushing hard. I wasn't listening. I, I think we all do that, right? It's like, all right, I'm going to nudge, whisper, tap, and then just give you a shove to go in that direction. I'm just going to make you trip on this thing. <laughs> it makes you change a lot of your paradigms, especially, you know, I grew up in the fire service and it's similar. It's a paramilitary organization. My dad mm -hmm. did it. It was, you know, we were a blue collar family and the similar, like there were no entrepreneurs. I knew nothing of that. Like it was, you go to work, you work the same job your entire life, you retire, you take the pension and that's it. There was no room for creativity or exploring. And so it's been a similar journey of my own of discovering what can I do. And I just have to say that, you know, I, I love to talk about the journey to authenticity. Obviously, that's the foundation of the show that it's very authentic to listen to your inner voice. And what a beautiful way to provide a level of self-care through massage to people who need that body work that, you know, to kind of get more in touch with who they are then to take that and transition it to what you're doing now, which is... I'm a mindset coach. And I'm curious. Tell me all about that. Well, how I got there is through a massage client. At the end of a massage, she had been coming to me for years. And at the end of a massage, while she was paying and taking her next appointment, and she would come like every month. And she said, you know, Isabel, I don't 
come here for the massages. And then I kind of looked at her a little bit intrigued. And she said, no, 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 you're great. You're great. Obviously, you know, I benefit from the massage, but that is not the main reason I come to see you. And I thought, okay. And I almost didn't dare to ask, but I'm a very curious person. So I said, may I ask what it is that you come and, you know, huh? <laughs> and she said, I come here because every time I leave your house, I have a new perspective on whatever I am going through in my life. I didn't do the little music and lavender candle kind of a spa massage. I really didn't do that. I was elbow deep and I left bruises because I fixed problems. So that left a lot of room for conversations because I needed feedback. And well, if you're going to talk, you might as well talk, right? So I would develop a really close relationship with my clients And every time she would share whatever she was going through, either at work, at home, she had teenagers at that time, she would always ask me what I thought. And, well, evidently my perspective was always very different from hers. And she found that beneficial. So when she said that, I kind of went, hmm, well, maybe there's something there. So the first thing that I did actually is that I asked all my really, really close-knit friends. You know, that kind of friends that's going to tell you that, you know, you should go brush your teeth? Yep, absolutely. We all need those. Your community. Exactly. So I, I spoke to three of them and I did an open question. Why am I your friend? What do I bring to your life? That is a very vulnerable question to ask your yeah. people. That's very, whew. <laughs> and none of the, at the time, none of them knew one another and they all answered the same thing. What did they answer? You are my friend because you always have a different perspective. What a gift. And I thought, okay, well, there truly is something there. So, you know, I went to school and I'm going to be the 85-year-old that's going to be in university full-time and I'm going to be old enough to be the teacher's grandmother. And the status quo is I'm allergic to the status quo. So I went to school and I learned EFT, which is emotional freedom tapping, and I learned uh, neuro-linguistic programming and I overall became a mindset coach alongside with the massage. And I, I retired after 23 years from the massages just because it's too hard on the body. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm aging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aging or refining. I like to think coming from that, it's hard for me to really get up from the floor anymore because my knee hurts all the time. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato. It's all the same. Yeah, right. It's called the whole thing off. I love that story. And I want to rewind a little bit because I would love for you to explain why body work is so important, not just for, you know, I mean, there are the 
pampering massage like you discussed. And the massage therapist that I go to, she's like you, man. She is like, it is, I need to tap out sometimes. I have had bruises. I have, you know, but over time and consistency for me, I found that it's more than just physically feeling better. Like it is, I'm more in touch with my body. Can you share a little bit more about your experience and why having body work done is so important? Well, it's a healthy mind and a healthy body. I had a client, well, a potential client. At the beginning of my career, my fee was $60 a massage. You have to go back 25 years now, but and he said, wow, that's a lot of money. And I happened to know that he was driving a BMW. And at the time, the mechanics would charge $59 an hour. Well, the garage, I know that's not the salary they were getting, but the garage were charging $59. And I kind of paused and I said, do you go to the dealers for your car? He said, yeah. I said, do you know how much you're charged per hour for their work? He said, actually, I don't. And I said, I'll tell you, it's 59 bucks. And I charge 60. So are you willing to spend it on your car and not spend it on your body? If so, then don't come to see me. That's how important it is. Because people think that the happy hormone the serotonin and dopamine and it's more serotonin but and all of these happy hormones that we all seek and that we all want are all produced by our brain and that is the biggest load of crap that exists in the common perception of happiness they are created by your gut So if you eat crap, and I love potato chips, I just said that, and I eat some almost every day, and and when I don't, I have the willpower of superhuman, right? But the rest of what I eat, I'm careful. Well, it's the same thing with the rest of your muscles. And here's the thing is when we don't take care of our bodies, we don't take care of our minds, and then our mind just has a ripple effect on the body, it's literally a vicious circle. And sometimes you don't need much. You just need, you know, to sleep a little bit better and to eat a little bit better. So if once in a while, instead of having the ice cream, you have an apple, that's okay. And it's the same thing with treating your body to acupuncture or massage therapy or physiotherapy or any of these. But for me, for me as a client, not as a therapist, but for me as a client is I have no tolerance to pain. And I served 10 years in the military and I refuse to have tolerance to pain because my life isn't going to be long enough for me to waste time on not being able to do what I feel like doing. Because that's what pain is. Pain is the way that your body tells you there's something wrong. That's what pain is. It's the language your body uses. So if as soon as my body says, Isabel, you know, girl, maybe I'd have this look. Well, if I don't go, it's going to say, okay. And then it's going to hurt more. And then it's going to have a ripple effect to another part of my body. 
and then another. And then if I'm going to end up not being able to enjoy life, well, you know, my life isn't going to be that long. Even if I live till a hundred, my life isn't going to be that long. What's a hundred years? So I need to take care of it so that I can enjoy the hell out of it. I love it. That's a beautiful explanation. And I think sometimes we forget the importance of taking that time for ourselves and the power of it. And it translates nicely into mindset. So I'm curious to hear what your philosophy is on mindset. And I know mindset is powerful. It is very powerful and really determines the course that you take in life a lot of times. You know, a lot of the problems I know I have in my life are between my ears and the struggles that I have. So why is mindset important? And why is having someone as a mindset coach important? And how can you help benefit people? Okay, so I'm going to answer the second question first. Regardless of what kind of coaching you pay for, you pay for speed. That's it. I have a LinkedIn coach and I have a mindset coach. I have a coach and I have a financial coach and I have a physical coach and all of these people guide me in the right direction and they guide me towards me finding the answers because coaches don't provide answers and and nor do therapists, by the way, because we have the answers. So coaching is just about taking the light and pointing it in the right direction. That's it. Instead of wandering in the dark until you're blue in the face or until you're just discouraged because that's what happens. So regardless of what kind of coaching, you pay for speed. Why is mindset important? Because they're starting to be able to prove this, which is going to make my life so much easier. They're starting to be able to prove that your life is not based on your past. So it's not your past propelling you to where you are. It is your future drawing you to it. So mindset changes that. And here's the thing. Actually, I know I'm cutting my own self off and I'm very talented at doing that. The words I am are not talking about the present. And I know that in language, it is, it's a present tense. And it's the same thing in French. It's right now I am talking to you. But for your brain and for your mindset and for your life, I am is an order for the future. So if you say, I am sick, you are not going to get healthy. You are going to stay sick because you are telling your brain, I am sick. So keep me in this state. And the beautiful thing, and I know I've said that already, but it's worth mentioning a third time. The beautiful thing is they are beginning to be able to prove that. So mindset is what do you want? What do you want your life to be? It is the foundation of everything, every freaking thing in your life, everything, your finances, your health, your abilities, your intelligence, your everything. 
is mindset-based. So why not tap into it? Agreed. That is a beautiful definition and explanation. And I think when I look at my life retrospectively, and I think of all the times that I was able to be successful or get where I am, it's because in that present moment, I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I had that intention and it was very intention. And, you know, I wasn't going to waver from that. And when I think back in times of my life where I was unsure and I was full of doubt and like not really all in on myself and kind of not really confident in that, it didn't go well. (laughs) It's really that simple. (laughs) I love your definition of what a coach does. And I'm in the process of getting some coaching certifications myself. And that it's like, intuitively, I think I've always kind of known and done and with my life and people, but really it's forward facing. It's the hype squad, if you will, for, look, I see where you need to go. Let me guide you there. And it's our free will as clients and as humans to accept that and trust that someone might see a better vision or see the path for us and shine the light that we accept it or not. And either we do the work or we don't. There's no magic pill. No. And see, here's the thing is the mind that creates the problem can't be the mind that, that has the solution. So even though the, ins- the solution is within, it's actually not about the answer. It's about the question because you got to where you are and you created patterns. And, you know, I'm just like the rest of all of you. I created patterns as well. And I need the external light to see what those patterns are. And most of my clients would say, oh, yeah, but why did I do that? And I'm stuck in this pattern now. No, 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 no. When you created the pattern is because you needed that pattern. So now it's time to say thank you. And I don't need you anymore. So I'm going to leave you behind. But humans were creatures of habit. We're all like that. We're creatures of habit because it provides security, right? It's something very reassuring is the word I was looking for in doing things the same way and going to the same places on vacation. Because, you know, when you get the resort, you're going to know this and you're going to know where the restaurant, you're going to know where the ice cream machine is and you're going to... So it's very, it's, it's very reassuring. Comfortable. It's very comfortable. And comfort is the enemy of success because success is not a comfortable procedure and growth is not a comfortable procedure. It just isn't. But here's the thing with your patterns is you needed them, but now you're stuck in them. It's another vicious cycle. So a good coach will not, and I will never stress this enough, will not tell you which direction to take. All a good coach does is ask you or get to ask yourself questions you haven't asked yourself before and that you don't yet have the answers. Because if you want to grow and if you want to learn about yourself, then you need to go into zones you haven't dove into yet. And you may not even know that they exist. I have a beautiful story. If I take, I can take two minutes. My maternal grandmother, she was one of these women that at 
tornado wouldn't have been able to move. She was steadfast. She was a little bit stubborn too, but I love that. She was strong as they come. She had 10 pregnancies, five miscarriages, four miscarriages, sorry. She lost a kid when um, he was two and she lost my mom when she was 36 and the woman never stopped singing. And one day I was in my early 20s and all I wanted to do was to know who I was. Because I would look at other people and they looked like they had it figured out. I know now that it was a load of crap, but at the time I didn't know. And I just wanted to tap into who I was and I couldn't figure it out. And I was 20 and I was frustrated. And I remember going to pick her up. She was 75. And I walked in her little studio apartment and she was sitting on her rocking chair reading. And seeing her in her rocking chair was a habit. That's the only place she always sat. But seeing her read was very strange. And to tell you the very truth, I didn't even know she knew how to read. She had a grade two education. So like I walked in and she kind of looked up and she says, oh, Isabel, can you just give me like I have three paragraphs left in this chapter and I really want to finish this before we go to the party. I was picking her up for a gathering, a family gathering. And I said, no, that's okay, Grandma. And I just went outside for a smoke. I smoked at the time. And she came out and she looked at me and she said, oh, Isabel, I didn't know I loved reading. She was 75 and she was still discovering things about herself. So my 20-year-old self was completely discouraged by that. Because what do you mean you don't know who the hell you are at 75? (laughs) That's what I thought. But now that I'm 51 and counting, and I, I remember this story very fondly, and it brings me joy because that means I still have things to discover about myself. But when you're in pain, paying for speed is a good idea. To get you out of pain as quickly as possible You're going to do the work and maybe this this shit's going to stink a little bit more for a little while longer. But after that, on the other side, then you can have time to just get to know yourself more. That is a perfect story. Thank you. And when you're in the middle, it's hard to realize that there is light or there you can get through the other side of it. And I couldn't agree more that paying for the speed to get through it doesn't take away the process. It doesn't take away the hard parts of it and the sticky parts and it helps. So how can, if people are interested in paying for speed with a mindset coach, how can they find you? Uh, The best way to find me is on my landing page, which is izzyfortin.com, which I'm sure you'll put in the show note. Absolutely. And the second way is through LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is Isabel Fortin. Awesome. That is great and so beneficial as I keep thinking in the middle of life where things are changing and 
you know, it's this shedding of a lot of truths and ways we've done things. And it's just a great springboard to enjoy the other side. You know, there's so much confidence that comes from really knowing who you are. If you could offer one tiny step that the people who are listening right now could start doing, and it may seem like a tiny thing, but if they're consistent about it and they do it, whether it's what they say first thing when they wake up or something they do before bed, is there one thing you could give us? I have two. Okay. Even better. The first one is a daily practice and it is so simple. It's stupid. And you need a timer, whether it's your phone or an actual timer. And for one minute, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror, but look into your own eyes for one minute. And you're going to take six breaths. So you got inhale for five seconds and exhale for five seconds. And every single time you exhale, you are going to say something nice about yourself. Whether it's true, whether you feel it's true, whether it's making you cry, whether anything. And at first, most clients don't last the full minute. See, the thing is, especially women, some men as well, but especially women, we don't look at ourselves in the mirror because when we look in the mirror, we don't look for ourselves. We look for reassurance. Is my hair okay? Do I have spinach in my teeth? Oh, geez, there's a new wrinkle there. I hadn't noticed. So look at yourself in the eyes. So that's my first exercise. The second one is gratitude. Be grateful for everything, even when it's difficult. Be grateful. And the trick with gratitude is it's a scientific fact that gratitude reciprocates. But (laughs) I had a client just last week say, I've been written my gratitude every day, Isabel. It's not working. Anyway, she was bitching. It's okay. She's allowed. And I said, okay, so explain. Go through your gratitude practice with me. And she says, well, I take a piece of paper at the end of the day and I write what I'm grateful for. And I said, okay, but do you write it like you write your grocery list? And she kind of looked at me and she says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, explain. How do you write your gratitude? And she says, well, I'll take a piece of paper and a pen and I just write my gratitude. And I said, okay, so here's what you're kind of doing wrong. I don't like to tell my clients they're wrong, but you know, It's not about writing gratitude. It's about feeling gratitude. Yes, it's not a checklist. Exactly. It's not a grocery list. So if you do it in writing, that's the way I practice gratitude is I do it in writing in the morning and I do it just with both hands on my heart at night. But when you're writing it, connect to why you are feeling gratitude for this particular thing. I don't want to sound esoteric because I'm, I'm really not, but it's the feeling that rises the vibration. And it's through this vibration that you connect to whatever you want it to call it out there, the universe, you want to call it God or whatever, because it's all the same thing. 
you know, the universal love, it's all the same thing. I'm so tired of people arguing over that. It's the same thing. Call it what you want. Call it ET. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's all the same thing. But when you want to connect to this entity, it's the vibration of the feeling that gets you there. So these are my two tricks. Well, those are perfect tricks. And I am challenging everyone listening to start doing those and give yourself grace if you can't last a minute, but set the goal to make it to a minute. Even if it's 10 seconds and you can only do breathe in, breathe out once, do it. Isabel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and parts of your story. I am so grateful to have met you. And thank you. I am just very grateful. And like I said, all of your information will be in the show notes. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And it was very great to talk to you too this morning while it's noon for me. Yes. (laughs) All right. Another great conversation. Thank you for giving the valuable gift of your time and listening to the Fire Inside Her podcast. Speaking of value, one of the most common potholes we fall into on the journey to authenticity is not recognizing our value. So I created a workbook. It's all about value. Head on over to thefireinsideher.com slash value to get your free workbook that will help you remember your value. Until next time, my friend.